0: When you go all in on something and you take massive action on that one thing, that one most important thing, that's when you can actually penetrate the skin. That's when you can get deep into something. Um, When people meet me, they Mm -hmm. see this tall, goofy guy, right? Because I love to laugh. I make a lot of jokes. I try to get everyone to smile. Comedy, a friend of mine asked me, like, do you want to be more famous for coaching or do you want to be more famous for comedy i'm like i don't know like <laughs> that's a hard question man
1: in this episode we get to speak with rob duham he's a content director and performance coach he helps entrepreneurs marketers videographers small businesses and content creators to get better performance on camera to make their content more engaging emotional and impactful Let's find out how he was capable of speaking on a variety of topics and how he managed to keep his audience engaged and interested. Thank you for tuning in to Hacks and Hobbies with your host, Junaid. We're visited by our amazing guests coming from all walks of life want to learn their story, their struggles, and their journey on how they got to where they are today. So stick around. Rob, thanks so much for coming on to the podcast, man. Hey, I'm I'm glad to be here, man. So we just met like Almost, maybe two weeks ago, maybe last week. It's it hasn't even even been that long, but we had a really awesome conversation on the unconventional leaders group coffee chat. And these coffee chats, I've I've been I've been talking about these coffee chats on my podcast and telling the folks how amazing this place has been. I mean, I've been hanging out here for the past six months, and I can like see the growth inside my head. And I could see the growth from people talking, you know, like opening up and talk about stuff. And like people are coming up to me. It's like, dude, thank you so much for what you're sharing. It's very, it's very opening. And so it's been a really awesome place. And, you know, meeting folks there has been amazing. And, you know, got to meet you, talk about yourself. And now we learned that you're, you know, you're based out of California as well. And so that's, that's uh, really warms my heart and, you know, like a totally different sense of excitement ensues. <laughs> so man, tell me, it's like I'm talking to my old old buddy, you know, so tell me a little bit about yourself, you know, were you always in California? Um, How would you become the, the health coach that you are now or the coach that you are now? Where did it all start?
0: Well, yeah, I know uh, some people are kind of confused on what I do. I'll clarify that. But yeah, I, I was born uh, in Glendale, uh, L.A., and, uh, and my family didn't go too far. We, I actually grew up uh, two hours north in Hesperia, Victorville, Apple Valley area. Um, so growing up there, I had nothing to do. So I'm this uh, weird little kid uh, with nothing to do. And that sprung into who I am today. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I, I grew up in California. I've, I've spent my uh, whole life here. You mm. know, I've spent a couple of months other places, but, but really I've, I've spent my whole life here.
1: Yeah. That's awesome. So you, <laughs> so tell us a version of your story, like how did you become yeah. a, you know, a coach? So I've been a coach for
0: uh, over 10 years now. And uh, when I initially started, uh, I would I started as a personal trainer uh, mm-hmm. in a gym. And then um, moving from personal trainer, you naturally get into personal development. When you're coaching other people, you start to develop yourself and, yeah. uh, or you don't and you never improve as a coach, right? So I was like, I always wanted to be, you know deliver better service and be mm-hmm. better for my clientele. So I ended up studying and passing and and getting a, a health coaching certification, a life coaching certification.
2: Mm.
0: Um, and and my career just kind of like took off. But I got to a point where I was kind of frustrated with the gym industry. And uh, kind of frustrated with with the marketing that goes on in the gym industry, and yeah. um, and decided to kind of branch off and do my own thing. Uh, me and my wife, we started a our own coaching business, and we're a little bit vague. We call it results coaching, right? Mm-hmm. We're we're a little bit vague because we wanted the mobility. Because I saw as I developed myself, how I started to get more and more interested in the psychology aspect Mm. of everything. Uh, Like how do you get yourself out of problems and how do you change behaviors? And I started getting really interested in there. So I didn't want to label myself a fitness coach anymore. So I started labeling labeling myself a health coach and then a life coach. And which brings me to today, which I'm a performance coach, right?
1: Even more specific.
0: I'm getting more and more specific the older I get, Mm. yeah. But really what I'm bringing into the mix now is if I go back further than my coaching career since 2005, I've been doing acting and comedy and I've gotten involved in filmmaking. We did independent films. I was part of a sketch group. I've done a ton of theater. Um, we actually made an independent film uh, on a shoestring budget, which was an amazing and very, very aggravating experience. Um, and I, I had to wear all the hats. I had to yeah. learn what does a producer do and what does a director do and what does an assistant director do and what does a cinematographer do and, does cinematographer do and so on and so forth. Right. And I developed those skills. And before I was a coach, uh, me and a friend, we actually had a media company where we would go to, co- we would go to businesses and we would shoot their commercials. Mm-hmm. Um, so when all of this pandemic stuff hit, we, uh, kind of looked at what I was doing and the fitness, the online coaching market for fitness and health got super saturated. Yeah. Uh, because people that were only coaching in person before were, were now doing it online. And with this oversaturation, what it caused was me to kind of start to see, well, where do I, where does the next shift need to be for me? Because though I love fitness and I love health and nutrition and helping people with that. It's not the thing I go to bed thinking about and wake up thinking about. Right. Yeah. I think way more about movies and, and TV shows and Marvel. And we were talking before, like we're both Marvel nerds, you know, like I think way more about that than anything else. But what it made me realize, uh, Shifting through this whole process of the pandemic, it made me realize how unique I can be to help entrepreneurs, business owners, uh, videographers, and so on, get better performance out of themselves and get better performance out of their clientele mm-hmm. uh, and perform better in the spotlight, on stage, uh, you know, in front of a camera. It became so revealed to me and present to me that uh, that I've gone all in. So for the last, you know, uh, so well, since the beginning of the year, I've been yeah. kind of combining all of my knowledge to launch myself in in a new direction, but yeah. I I have my past that backs me up, uh, which is really, really fun. So I hope that answered your question. <laughs>
1: no, it did. I mean, for the sake of the audience, right, who are we talking to? We're talking to Rob and yeah. he, you know, he can he comes from the fitness industry, but he didn't yeah. like that industry, but right. then, you know, broadening him, his options, being a health coach, now a performance coach and mm-hmm. uh, in the middle being a life coach, because a life coach for human beings who want to grow, right? Because mm-hmm. nobody goes and seeks a coach out if they're not interested in growing right right
0: and a lot of people when they when they do approach me uh they're looking more for a therapist you know Mm -hmm. and that's the majority of people they're looking for a therapist and i always tell people like there's a major difference between therapy and coaching yeah you know like i'm i'm not gonna like i care about what you're going through and i care about what you've been through um but sitting in it doesn't help you like and i speak directly from uh, experience, life experience. See, a lot of people don't know that I grew up in a super dysfunctional family. Um, my, my father was in and out of the home, mostly out. Um, my mother was pill addicted and an alcoholic. My brother's a cocaine addict and alcoholic. And my sister's a meth addict and I'm the youngest. So Mm. I got stuck in the middle of all of that mess. Like the quickest way to describe my family is if you've ever seen an episode of cop's, my family's in the backseat. <laughs>
3: like, that's the
0: family I'm from, right? Wow. And uh, so it, it it was when I started my personal development journey. Yeah. I learned very quickly that there was nothing wrong with the world. There was something wrong with the way I came into the world and the way I view the world. So that's why it led down the psychology track real fast because I realized how messed up my thinking had been mm-hmm. and how I played a victim for the first 20 years of my life.
1: Because you're being influenced, but all these perceptions around you, right? All these addictions, all these mental health issues. And that, that changes a person like, okay, how do I get out of that? So that's really awesome that you take the step like, okay, I need to develop my mental, I mean, I don't see that problem anywhere else. Television doesn't show me those problems, right? So Mm -hmm. How we fix that. So that's, that's a really, what's that word? Um, proactive approach on yes. making that change.
0: And, and, and honestly, the older I get, the more I realize it's all about being proactive. Yeah. You know, like, even, even though like we, as entrepreneurs, we, we develop a program, we put it out there and then, a lot of people will go and sit back and they're like, well, I got my marketing set up. I got everything set up. It should work. And it's just like, no, like <laughs> you can do gorilla marketing while you do paid marketing and you can get a jump start mm-hmm. on what, what you're developing. So there's always something we can do. There's always some way we can be proactive. But you know, if anyone's struggling, like if you're listening to this and you're struggling, I guarantee you that there is a level in which it's your psychology because, uh, what yeah. Tony Robbins says that, you know, business is uh 80% psychology and 20% execution, right? Yeah, <laughs> it, it or, or 20% strategy, I believe. Yeah. So we can have the strategies, but if you don't have that psychology behind it, that right mindset, and and that's what I had to change, you mm. know. So, and when I changed that, my whole life changed. Oh, yeah. You know, not instantly by not the way, instantly,
1: yeah. It's it's gradual. It took
0: years to work through things and to mm-hmm. start to realize the mistakes I was making that I didn't even realize I was making. Yeah. Um, so it's it's been quite the journey, but right now I feel if I if I was this 10 years ago, uh the <laughs> the be acceleration <laughs> that I could have in my my business, in my life, you know. So yeah.
1: no, that's that's so true. Uh and Tony Robbins you mentioned Tony Robbins and he's he's a huge fan of mine or I'm a huge fan of his
0: well it could be the other way around right? Who knows?
1: <laughs> <laughs> and um, it was it was like 2003 when I discovered him mm-hmm. and I was like holy smokes what is this guy smoking I want some of that right <laughs> and I, I got his personal power books, you know, CDs and, and listening to those on my way to work. And it just changed my philosophy and, and the psychology of how your mind works. Because when you take massive action and push yourself forward, you immediately see that result and, and you're, you're, you know, you're changing your physiology, you're changing your body. Uh, and it puts you in that state that you're having an active conversation with somebody. You're having an active right. conversation with somebody else. It, it totally changes you. It's like, okay, what are you going to, how are you going to stand when you're visiting somebody that you're super excited about? You know, you're going to act like this. Well, if you act like that, when they're not there, well, you're going to bring that state back up. Mm
0: -hmm. Yep. Actually, a really interesting fact, my life coaching certification actually came from his company, Robin Madonna's training. Yeah. So I'm actually, technically I'm certified as a strategic interventionist. Right. So yeah. to interrupt negative patterns, help mm-hmm. people establish more positive patterns, figure out what they want, clarify, um, which I use on a daily basis. Yeah. <laughs> because because it's, it's, most people don't have a motivation problem, they have a clarity problem. They, they don't do. understand what they're doing. Just like when I hear the term massive action, the first time I heard massive action, mm-hmm. literally my thought was moving a mountain, right? And in order to move a mountain, you got to do like a hundred things, a thousand things, 10,000 things all at once. Yeah, But that's, I've learned to simplify everything, right? One of the things I always teach my, my clients is mm-hmm. simplify to amplify. If you want to amplify your power. You want to amplify your voice. You want, to, you want to get more juice out of life. You got to simplify everything. So if you simplify massive action, to not I'm going to do a bunch of things but I'm going to go all in on one thing one thing all in on one thing uh, to give a visual representation of that a man lays across a bed of nails it
1: mm-hmm.
0: doesn't pierce the skin doesn't. but if a man laid on one nail
1: it go right through him it go right through him right oh my god and- that's what that. go ahead <laughs> But that but that's
0: the visualization I have is when you when you go through, when you go all in on something and you take massive action on that one thing, that one most important thing, that's when you can actually penetrate the skin. That's when you can get deep into something. Um, when people meet me, mm-hmm. they see this tall, goofy guy, right? Cause I love to laugh. I make a lot of jokes. I try to get everyone to smile comedy. A friend of mine asked me like, do you want to be more famous for coaching or do you want to be more famous for comedy? I'm like, I don't know. Like (laughs) (laughs) that's a hard question, man. But, but when they meet me, that's what they see. Yeah. When I sit down with someone and I do, I do something called a power session, right? Mm -hmm. It's a two hour session where we just dive into the thing that the person wants to change. Yeah they immediately see how deep i can go with them right so i know this is kind of a rabbit trail but i love i love kind of if people don't know this yeah. right all of the crap that i've been through the the you know absentee and a, neglectful parents the mm-hmm. abuse psychological emotional and and at points physical abuse that i went through as a child yeah uh, all of the screw ups that i that i did as a teenager and in my 20s all of that stuff we naturally start to think like well no one's going to listen to me look how much i've screwed up and i'm like dude that's the very thing that qualifies you to help yeah like i don't trust anyone that's never made a mistake <laughs> right i want to i want to i want to get help from somebody that's been through the ringer and just like bro right. i'm missing an arm because of it like That's that's the person that I want to help, you know? And so I switched my psychology and I was just like, wait a second. I can go deep with people because I've been deep. I've -hmm. been to the pits of despair. Like at at a point when I was, you know, in my teenage years, I was, I became suicidal because it was just, it was just like, if life is always this shitty, what's the point of living? Right. And if it wasn't for some really merciful and graceful people in my life, like I wouldn't be here today. Yeah. So when you flip that psychology, it totally transforms the way you operate. Now I view every day as like, who can I be a light for? Mm -hmm. Who can I help today? You know? So in these sessions, when I go deep with someone, like, initially it's uncomfortable, but once they understand the point of it and they start to have those realizations that, man, I really operate one certain way as an adult because of something that happened when I was a kid. Yeah, Right. I'm making choices as an adult based on information I got as a kid.
1: I know, right. You haven't, you haven't updated that firmware in your, in your system. Exactly. So that's,
0: that's why when I kind of view massive action, I go on that tangent just to say massive action, just go all in on that one thing.
1: No, dude. So when you mentioned the, the, the bed of nails versus a single nail and how Mm -hmm. it's, it's ability to penetrate and their inability to penetrate, that's a much clearer example than the example that I've been going with. You know, you either aim with a shotgun or aim with a rifle or a, a sniper rifle. But that means that you have to take those actions, as opposed to right coming to an opposition. Yeah, right.
0: Yeah, I would. I would even go further than that. Like when you go all in on something, it's like using a sniper rifle versus using a nerf gun. You know, <laughs> like, like sure. you know how effective is it going to be in eliminating yeah. what you're trying to eliminate? You know. Right yeah um we we have to we have to get that mindset and I know that a lot of people are going through a lot of stuff shit yeah. I'm going through stuff i'm sorry <laughs> I'm going through stuff yeah you know i i, I, I just i, I, I yeah Is sometimes right? my that- mouth gets me in trouble um but i I'm going through a lot of stuff my wife's been going through a lot of stuff in all honesty a, a month ago I was kind of having a little bit of a nervous and emotional and mental breakdown mm. because I was just like you know You know, things need to catch momentum and I'm working so hard. I'm working, you know, you know, 14, 16 hours a day trying to get this thing moving. What am I going to do? And really when I calm myself down and I sat back into myself instead of observing myself and telling myself what I was doing wrong, just kind of sitting back into myself and saying like, no, I trust my skills. Mm. I trust my skills. I've built skills, you know, for For three decades, I've been building skill. Like, trust your skill. And it's something Chris Voss. You know Chris Voss, Never Split the Difference? Uh Yeah. FBI Negotiator. I haven't read the book, but I've I've, I've, uh, I've
1: heard of the title.
0: Oh, dude, it's such a fantastic book. It's such a fantastic book. It gave me insight into where I was just kind of like, I was uncomfortable in sales situations. Mm. So I was just kind of like trying to appease the other person.
1: Oh, that's me me right now.
0: (laughs) Oh, dude, dude. It totally opened my eyes to it. And then I was able to make some mental shifts
1: Mm.
0: around sales, you know, because here's the fact of the matter. Okay. Agree with me. Disagree with me. I don't care. Yeah. Someone coaching with me for one session is better than them having zero sessions. Amen. (laughs) Right. So if they get 12 sessions, that's even better than one session. Right. And it has nothing to do with money exchange. It has everything to do with the value that they can get by getting hardcore focused on what they need to accomplish. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. When I had that switch, that's, that's when things changed for me. I read that book a a few years ago, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and it's such a great book. Um, I forget the quote that I was going to say.
1: Never split the difference.
0: Yeah, never split the difference is such a great book. I actually brain farted the quote, but uh, but all in all, it's just you know during this time, like if people are struggling, like I take it that a lot of business owners, uh, business owners and entrepreneurs watch your podcast or listen to your podcast. Yeah. If you're going through a tough time right now, it's not a time to. St- Divide your attention. It's a time to focus Focus. in on like a laser beam and burst through whatever obstacles in your way and figure out your way around it, over it, through it, whatever you need to do. Now's the time to do that more than ever. And I know that we get into the mindset that, you know, well, everyone's going through financial difficulty right now. Like, how am I going to sell? Doesn't matter. People are still buying iPhones. They're still buying laptops. They're still buying a bunch of sh- shit that that they they don't need. You know, so I sound true. like Porky Pig just then. That's so da, 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 true. That that they don't need. <laughs> right? <laughs> they're buying so, all this stuff they don't need. They're spending money on restaurants and getting takeout food because they're too lazy to cook themselves. Yeah. So that's that's, that's, that's so a, losing that a losing argument.
1: Inside of the losing argument, people are spending money. Yes.
0: People are spending, and they're here's not the not thing gonna... too, is. Is your clientele, is your ideal customer the people that are living in poverty? Because then yes, you're struggling.
1: Then you're stuck, yeah.
0: If if your clientele, if you're aiming for clients that have money and that are smart and educated individuals, then what's why are you questioning if they have money or not? Yeah. If they're smart and capable, adaptable and they're educated, they've figured a way to make money through this. So there's no reason why we should be, and if you're aiming for people that don't have money, time to switch your clientele. Time man. to switch
1: the clientele, yeah.
0: You know, aim a little you higher.
1: Know, oh my God, this this has been a mind-blowing, I mean, thing, and, I, and I can tell that you are, you know, you, you've learned from the best, right? Tony Robbins mm-hmm. and his, <laughs> because that's the kind of, Thoughts and that's kind the kind of uh emotions or you know, that what's the even word that's a solution minded, right? Mm-hmm. That you are able to come up like I'm 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 having all of these thoughts, right? <laughs> trouble selling, trouble emailing people that said yes, please email me, right? Like everybody who's signing up to be a guest, there's like yes, please yeah. email me. And I'm having trouble emailing them because I'm like, what if they unsubscribe? What if they don't like what I'm saying? Right. So I'm, I'm unsubscribing to myself. Yes.
0: Yeah. And, and you know what? Dude, you're not alone. Like so many, I've done that. You know, so many people have done that. But I think it's, I think it's real important that we come to a place in ourselves in which we trust our value. Like when people make mistakes, they tend to underwrite their value because they've made a mistake, right? That happens so much with people. They, they say, well, I make a mistake. Uh, that means I'm a piece of shit and uh, I'm not going to go anywhere and I'm not going to be able to overcome that or that's, that's an insurmountable obstacle now, right? And wow. to re- reverse that thinking, we have to realize that when you make a mistake, it doesn't take away from your value. All it does is give you an opportunity to learn and obtain more value. Right? Oh my God. Dude, I spent, when I started my business, I didn't know anything about Facebook ads and I spent thousands of dollars. Thousands of dollars yeah. and got zero clients. Thousands of dollars, zero clients. And then I started an, a, a more of a gorilla approach because I'm a very personable. I, I can't. I don't know if you can tell. I'm extroverted, <laughs> right? So I love it. I, I, I started it. more of the approach of like, well, let me get people in person, mm-hmm. and then see how it goes.
1: Conversation, yeah.
0: Right. And and now I switch from spending dollars for ads to spending my time for for sessions or appointments or consultations. Yeah. And then I started to realize, man, like, dude, I can sell in person. I know nothing about ads. What was I doing? But it was, it was, I, I, I came and debt- put a number on it. It was probably four or five thousand yeah. dollars, right? And people are gonna say, dude, you're dumb. You spent that much money, dude. I was all in. <laughs> <laughs> like I was all in. Like I yeah. was going into debt, spending money on ads. What's gonna work. It's gonna work. It's gonna work just to realize like dude that's my talent isn't ads my talent is people and interactions so i wow. would have done way better posting things thinking from a mindset well what's going to get someone to call me mm-hmm. thinking from that mindset and spending way less money on an ad to get someone to call me so that i can have the interaction but I was trying to sell via
1: ad. Trying to sell the ad, which was That's, which was the hugest mistake I made. So it worked for some people.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It works for everybody. works Absolutely. differently, right? So somebody uses email list. Somebody uses ads. Yep. Somebody uses Google Ads. Somebody uses YouTube. Everybody has their own expertise, and wow! And this is something that I'm learning in in my mastermind group too. Is, you know, you've got to get the people on the call. You got to talk to them. Yes. Right. So uh, I'm going through this training and it's basically to help me, you know, start my agency of what work I'm offering. Mm-hmm. And they're like, so what, what are you going to sell? I'm like, well, you know, I, I've done website development for the past 20 years. That's what I want to offer. It's like, okay, walk me through it. It's like, well. You need a website because it's a homepage, and you know it's 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 where all your content emerges from. And they're like, nobody's buying that. <laughs> don't like who are you trying to focus? Like who's your who's the people that you're trying to get to? It's like you know level one coaches or you know consultants who are just trying to get started. It's like yeah, they they don't have the money. So then well, they're like,
0: it's it's not so much that they don't have the money; it's that they don't understand investment.
1: Yes. at that point, exactly. That's what they meant. That's what, you know, they don't, they don't, they They don't don't want to spend the money. (laughs) They don't value, they don't know the value of it. Mm -hmm. So you want to go to somebody who's already using that, but then it's like where you're really passionate about is how you set up your studio. Like anytime you talk about your studio, the lighting, the cameras, the tech that goes into it, right? I'm like all end like this camera is not working. I'm all in like talking about all this technology right so I have this third camera here you can, I don't know if you can see everything
0: that is awesome <laughs> <laughs> wait a second wait here's my third camera
1: nice okay <laughs> now your third camera <laughs> <laughs> right so they're like why why aren't you teaching people how to set up their home studios because everybody's mm-hmm. home everybody I was like dude that's that's not a bad idea because I went through this whole process. It took me three months to figure all of this out. Where's, where all these things are going to go. You know, you need, and I learned, I, I didn't learn it. You know, I didn't know all of it. So I learned from other people, but I was able to execute. And I was able to understand it because I'm also, you know, I'm also a um, filmmaker or, you know, film enthusiast. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've had some acting jobs I I've always wanted to be a stand-up comedian my, my wife's like we're you gonna tell jokes about right <laughs> so it's so funny because so you mentioned that you know you're, you're an extrovert and I used to be an introvert because mm. oh, come on I'm a, I'm a computer right so I've, I've worked on the computer all my life in front of a computer designing websites or graphics and whatnot so I'm an introvert but what happened like something happened when I hit 40, I guess, or 42, I can't remember. Like, I want to be, I want to do more, but I've always had a passion to, to make films and, you know, the camera tech, like technology is something that I've, I've been following Mm -hmm. like the new Canon R five, eight K. So anyways, (laughs) right? (laughs) eight K resolution. And the $4,000, you know, body, camera body, that's, I mean, everybody was making fun of Canon because Sony had, you know, Sony's been doing 4K for like five years. Uh, Panasonic's got the GH4, you know, being 4K for like five. But nobody saw this coming from Canon, right? Hmm. Being able to do all of this and, and they really spend the time to make it right before they even enter the market. And and I think that's something very similar to what you're, fo- you know, they focus on, okay, if we're going to do this, if we're going to enter this market mm-hmm. of a mirrorless camera. We want to do it right.
3: Mm-hmm. And
1: I think it's similar to what Apple's philosophy has been, you know, they say no so much more times than they say yes. So when the first iPod came out, like, no, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. We're going to build a whole system. I mean, MP3 players had been around five years before the iPod came out, mm-hmm. right? So they took over that market. So you're you're absolutely right. Focus on one thing and go all in. And I think when I when I set up my studio, I was like, okay, I want it, I want this to look the best that I can figure out. So I went all in
2: mm-hmm.
1: in it, and I got it to where. Whereas whereas I could have gone in. Gone all in in email marketing, or all in into you know whatever it is. But I just didn't feel like mm-hmm. that's something that it felt very salesy. It felt very intrusive. But you're right. You know you, what, what's the what's the worst thing gonna cap? You can what's the worst thing that's gonna happen? You know they're just you right,
0: know, right. And, and and that's the thing too. Is just like you can. Man, there's so much you just said that I want to (laughs) talk about. (laughs) But I'll I'll start with this is, you know, going all in on that one thing, it's much like planning a meal, right? So you have to initially decide what type of food you're going to make,
2: Mm -hmm. right?
0: Every week, me and my wife, we sit down, we go, well, what kind of meals do we want to have this week? Well, I kind of feel like Italian and I kind of feel like Mexican. I kind of feel like this, right? But if we're always focused on all these things that I want, it's just like we never put down that first initial meal. You can always add stuff later. Yes. Yeah. And you can always build up a team to add stuff. If you're not passionate about something, dude, the reason why we have weaknesses and strengths, do you know? Because because I came to this realization a couple of years ago. Right? Why? There's a reason why I'm strong at one thing and weak at another thing. hmm Right. It's not necessarily to show me that I'm human or anything like that, but it's it's to give me the ability to work with other people. Oh. So when I bring my strengths into a relationship and the other person fulfills the weaknesses that I have, but they have strengths that I don't have, right? Yeah. That's what makes cohesive teams. Mm -hmm. So you start with, you know, I'm gonna teach people how to set up the studios well, I want to teach people how to email market, but I don't want to run that portion of it. So I'm going to find someone that's really passionate about that. We're going to set up a partnership. Or I'm going to take on them as an employee and I'm going to teach them everything I know and that's going to be added value for them because they're passionate about email marketing, but they want to learn this other stuff as well. You can always add later. Yeah, Dude, When when... That's so a year ago, two a year and a half, two years ago. Mm -hmm. You look at my Facebook page, you look at my stuff, and you go, Rob, what are you actually doing? (laughs) It's like, dude, like you're 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 doing fitness and you also have like health coaching and you're talking about food, but you're also talking about life and you're talking about relationships, you're talking about this, you're talking about like what the hell are you selling, man? Yeah. (laughs) But you come into my Facebook page now. wouldn't you agree it's very specific
1: it's very specific yeah
0: hey let me help entrepreneurs and business owners perform better in the spotlight like that's what i want to help people do right yeah the that initial thing will always lend itself to the other things that you can add later because i have people that approach me for one thing and i coach them on that thing but along the way I just use my other knowledge and then I pull in other experts and I just say mm-hmm. hey you need to know this person. Yeah. And so when someone connects with me and I'm connected with other people that that come in and make a team for me, it's like mm-hmm. dude, I don't employ these people. Yeah. And I'm not getting a penny for what they're selling. But they're really good at what they do. Mm-hmm. I I love them as people. They're they have the same values of, as me in business and they have strengths that I don't have and secondly I don't care to develop yeah like dude I I built my own website initially I never want to do that again yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I like I'll make yeah. adjustments to copy and stuff like that but but as far as it, I'm concerned it's just like bro I will outsource that I mm-hmm. will outsource paid ads yeah because I have really good friends that are really talented at it. Yeah. And they have their own agency and that's what they do 100%. And they're so good at it yeah, that they're going to bring me business. So I'm never going to waste my money with them.
3: Absolutely. So, dude, dude.
0: so yeah, going all in on that thing, man, it's, it's just getting that initial, that initial block that, that you can get passionate about Yeah, that you could talk about 24 seven That you, you would, you will you will literally not eat to take a phone call because you're so jacked up about it. Yeah. Like that's what you need to be doing. If you're living every day and you feel like I hate my business and I'm waiting for the weekend and I, Mm -hmm. I can't wait for five to quit. It's just like, you're in the wrong thing.
1: The wrong thing, dude.
0: Right. Amen. And and given some people get to that point because maybe their business isn't working and maybe they maybe they don't like the sales portion mm-hmm. of it. And as a business owner, you gotta get good at sales.
1: You gotta. Yeah.
0: Like no one else is gonna sell for you. So you gotta get good at sales. Right. But you can make sales more of a natural thing, a co buying yeah. experience. Yeah. It doesn't have to be like like mirroring and, and voice modulation and matching dynamics and all of that different type of stuff and getting them to say yes multiple times and leading with yes questions and, <laughs> and doing all of that shit to manipulate people is only going to make you feel bad.
1: Yeah. And when and you feel, going bad, to feel you, bad, yeah, you don't want to do it.
0: No. But if you could get good at sales to the point where you trust in your ability, you trust in your mission, your value, you trust that you're going to be better for them than them not having you yeah then you sell from a place of caring right which is ultimately people want to know that you care about them they they don't that's... give a shit what you can do they want to no. know if you care they want to and be... then they want to know if you can get them results
3: yeah
0: that's it right so Amen. the inner dialogue that we have is just pointless
1: <laughs> it is it's So pointless. Wow.
0: Like, okay. So people don't come to me for grammar, right? Okay. As I'm talking to you, my, my phone is saying like, Oh, this person sent you this message. People don't come to me for my grammar. I made a video. I put, I put words on the video and I misspelled a word. I I think that I, there was a typo there was a T in independence. Yeah. Like I screwed it up. Right. I I spelled independent and then put ins on it. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Uh, And I can sit here and I can beat myself up. My wife came in earlier and she goes, you know, you spelt that wrong. And you know what my immediate thought was? Well, if people reach out to me, that means they're engaging and they actually care. Yeah. Right. And especially like on platforms like TikTok, if they're going to comment and say I spelt it wrong, that's just going to tick up my view count, which is going to make it more viral. (laughs) So I'm going to leave it alone. I don't need to be perfect.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Maybe make those mistakes and let them know, because uh, yeah, as soon as you make that mistake, people are like, okay, this guy is just like me. I made mistakes all the time. Yeah. this guy's making mistakes. What what does he got to say? We're on the Dude, same and
0: I, I and and nowhere, nowhere do I claim to be perfect. Yeah, nowhere.
1: No. Nope.
0: Right. As a matter of fact, like I will make videos, and if I stumble in a video, but it's just a small enough stumble, I won't even cut it out. I'll just you let it, be it in there. there. Yeah. Right. And, and a lot of people get so caught up with like, well, oh man, if I stumble, if I stumble or if I brain fart, or if I, if I do anything, (laughs) that's going to affect the way the person views me. Right. But we don't realize that. Okay. So everybody's always thinking about themselves.
1: Themselves. Oh my God.
0: So you're sitting there and you're like, I stumbled. I can't believe I stumbled. Oh my God. I can't believe I stumbled. And they're just like, does my face look dumb? Like, do I have resting bitch face? Like, <laughs> <laughs> they're like, I, why, why won't my wife touch me? Like, <laughs> oh
1: my god! So they're
0: thinking about their own situation. They're thinking about themselves all the time.
1: Everybody is, yeah.
0: So it's not imagine people in their underwear. It's just see people as people. Like, no yeah. one's perfect. Yeah, dude, Tony Robbins. I love Tony Robbins. Oh my right? god, I talk about him a lot so- because I love him. He's uh, so awesome. I love what he does. I love what he's done for me. Doesn't matter how other people feel about him. Yeah. I appreciate I appreciate the man. But I had a problem when I initially was listening to Tony Robbins mm-hmm. because I thought Tony Robbins was perfect. And mm-hmm. then I found out he's been through two divorces. And it didn't make me disrespect him or like no. him less. All it made me do was realize he's a human being and he makes mistakes. And what, it, what that means is that if I make mistakes, it doesn't mean I can't succeed. Yeah. If I stumble or brain fart, it doesn't mean that I won't do well. What's happening in this moment doesn't dictate my future unless not. I let it.
1: Unless you let it, right. If you right? live in the past, well, the past can live with you in the future.
0: Right. And a lot of people will make an excuse. But you don't understand yeah, I have this negative spouse. It's just mm-hmm. like, well, how long are you going to let them control your life? How are you going to let them control your emotions, right? It doesn't matter. Your situation, your circumstance, all that matters is is if you're willing to do the work, move forward, and constantly be in progression. You don't have to be perfect. Imperfect action still creates momentum.
1: It does. Absolutely. You know, hold on one sec. My 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 son's been knocking on the door.
0: (laughs) No worries. Dude, that's that is the same conversation I have 15, 20 times a day. (laughs) 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 Hey, buddy, I would love. I would daddy said. (laughs) Daddy said, right? And and that's the thing. I have a three-year-old and a nine-year-old. Okay. And I encourage you, dude, you should leave that in there leave it in this podcast interview. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you why. Yeah, It's because that is what most people are going through right oh now. Oh, my God. And people used it as an excuse not to do work, right? Well, I can't launch my business. My kids are little. They need all my attention. It's just like, well, suck it up. Here's yeah, a yeah, straw. Man. Like, make it happen. <laughs> you know?
3: Dude, the other, day,
1: <laughs> other day, I'm in the middle of the thing, right, and podcast. And my daughter comes in with a diaper in hand. She's like, I need a diaper change because she had pooped. <laughs> I'm like, all right, hold on, I'll be right back. I uh, listen to these messages <laughs> while I come back, right? I gotta <laughs> Put go Put on diapers. music, elevator music.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah,
1: dude. Um, I've enjoyed every single minute we've had this conversation. You know, like this, like... I didn't know where it was gonna go, but I knew that yeah. there was gonna be there's gonna be a ton of good value in here, mm. and I like I like to call my episodes like "How to blah 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 blah." Yeah, this is gonna be this is gonna be a, a good one. I don't know what it's gonna be, but <laughs> I'm gonna have to re-listen to this cluster app. <laughs> <laughs> how to, you know,
0: and and use your sometimes. Mistakes. Uh, how to be imperfectly perfect um no but (laughs) the the thing is is that is that um i know sometimes i do interviews like this Mm -hmm. and and it goes a lot of different places but overall my message is this you can do it oh there's no reason you can't and there's no there's no there's no excuse in the world that isn't also the reason why you should. Yeah. Because people will say, well, I can't because I have young kids. That's the reason why you should do it right now. Well, I can't because my kids are teenagers. Well, you should show them that it's possible.
3: It's, that, like, what's possible, yeah.
0: Reframe any excuse that you have. Yeah. Reframe it into something that's going to be more positive and move you forward. Because life is not going. No one's going to knock on your door and say, hey, let me, let me give you your dreams. Let no. me make your dreams come true. No. Nope. Uh, and if they do you should shut the door right away. They're about to kidnap you. <laughs> <laughs> you but, but if you're willing to do the work, if you're willing to sacrifice the hours, and maybe maybe you don't do it during the times your kids are awake. Maybe you yeah. wake up two hours earlier. Maybe you go to bed two hours late. And look, I'm a health guy, and I'm totally about like taking care of your body and getting enough sleep and everything like that. But if you're in a situation where it needs to improve and you need to build this business because you know that's the thing you need to do you gotta got to business make sacrifices business is all about sacrifices and what are the sacrifices you're willing to make in order to make your business successful you know and um, yeah so
1: no, that, that's that. my
0: overall theme when I when I talk with people
1: it's just like that's that's a very powerful theme and you're, you' you're mentioning you know stay up late wake up early. I've been up since 3am, right? Yeah. Because I wanted to get some stuff done. I wanted to get work on my business, my podcast and the podcast all started as a hobby, right? So it's called hacks mm-hmm. and hobbies. Like what, why is the name hobbies, right? Where did it come from? Well, just like you, I have a ton of, like I'm, I'm passionate about a ton of things, right? Um, uh, I love comedy. I wanted to be I wanted to be an actor, and I got to you know play in a play in a in a commercial for uh, you know um, people retired people because I look like a retired person. So,
0: right? My wife's like I like to check my mail.
1: Yeah, and I'm like my wife's like you don't look anything over sixty five. Why are you a boom? Why are you playing in the boomer ad? <laughs> like. It's okay. <laughs> right? They made me look I'll, good in it.
0: <laughs> I'll take what I can get.
1: <laughs> right. I'll take what I can get just for experience. Um, so my colleagues would be like, what's your new hobby this week? Because I'm also a beekeeper, right? I'm into hmm. cycling. I'm, you know, woodworking. So I'm doing all these different things. And I learned, I've backed over like 260 Kickstarter campaigns on, you know, on Kickstarter. So they're like, wow. Like, who are you? Like, what are you trying to do? (laughs) Like, I am a polymath. Right. So then I was like, all right, I'm going to start a new hobby to document my previous hobby that I just learned about beekeeping. So, and that's what, that's what um, Gary Vaynerchuk says. You know if you want to do something, just document the process and you'll learn along Mm -hmm. the way. So first year podcasting, I'm just talking about bees. I'm not even promoting the podcast. It's just the habit of recording it and publishing it out there. Mm-hmm. So nobody was going to give it to me. Nobody mm-hmm. was going to like, Hey, here's your podcast. You've been waiting for, you know, you just exit right here. It will just hand it mm-hmm. to you. Um, I did have a podcast back in 2012. We only managed to do four episodes cause it was three of us and we talked tech. Uh, and we're in different time zones, but then I was like, okay, this I'm gonna have to do it myself. And when I discovered the entire community around podcasting, and then it had become so much easier, I could record a podcast episode on my phone as if I'm leaving mm-hmm. a message or voicemail for somebody. So it was, it's so much easier. So when you say there are no excuses to do take any action, you're hundred percent right. Yeah, you have no excuses. At all,
0: dude. No excuses at all. And if you don't even know where to start, just look at what you're good at. You know, it's it's there. There's a market for everything. Yeah, it, there's absolutely a market for everything. You uh, people are making thousands of dollars on TikTok doing spin art, right? It's where yeah, they I take saw that. <laughs> yeah, they take a canvas, they put some paint on it, they strap it to a drill, and they spin it. And it makes these crazy variations, and they call that art, and they sell it for two hundred bucks. Wow! You know, it's just like the thing is, is that we we tend to always believe that what what I'm good at doesn't sell, mm. and and it's been ingrained in our culture, it right? Has. Yeah. Because it, here's the thing: it's just like when you think about it, when you think about it, you know, we're supposed to go to school and get good grades. Go to college, and then you get a good job, yeah, and that's the traditional route of all the dreams that you have will come true. yeah you know what ninety five percent, ninety nine percent of people don't get a job <laughs> you know, out of college. That is their dream job. They take what they can get. Yes. But if we realize like, well, okay, well, really being in America today. I have the opportunity to literally do anything, right? And there's three jobs in particular that I point out to people that, that totally shatters all the expectations that I can't do what I'm passionate about, right? Yeah. And there's three jobs in particular. Number one, baby naming
1: expert. Baby naming expert.
0: Baby naming expert. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Are you kidding me? I would love to do that job. Yeah. yeah, pay me 200 bucks. I'll look at your kid and I'll name them for you. Like baby naming expert. Wow. The second one, people the second hire one these people. Yeah. The people hire these people. <laughs> the second one, the second job that's pretty crazy to me, but pretty cool at the same time. Yeah. I think it's the Eagles. I think it's the, the football team, uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Uh-huh. The coach has a spotter, right? And his job is to pull him back off the line. If a referee or if someone's coming through, so his entire job is just to follow him around and pull him back if he needs to pull him back because the coach is super passionate and walks around. I'm like, dude, someone gets paid to literally watch someone's footsteps and pull them back. Right? Yeah. The last one job. job. He can you had me. one job. He gets hit by it. A... <laughs> <laughs> the last job. And this one is, is crazy to me. Right? A cuddle list. Someone that's paid to cuddle another person. <laughs> wow. And people make hundreds of dollars a session just cuddling. Not sexual, just cuddling. Being a big spoon, being a little spoon, being whatever they need to be to cuddle. Wow. What what those three things prove, and, and here's the thing is, it I could probably make a list of 20 if I Google, right? <laughs> But those three jobs tell me this: if someone could get paid to name babies, and someone could get paid to follow someone around and pull them back off a football line, and someone could get paid to cuddle another human being, yeah, right? Why are my dreams not possible? That doesn't make sense at all. So what am I actually dealing with? I'm dealing with a self-limiting belief.
1: Self-limiting belief, yeah. Right. Coming back. Uh, Have you
0: read the book (laughs) The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks?
1: I have not. It's
0: honestly, it's the first book I recommend to every single one of my clients, read the this big book,
1: leap. just take the leap.
0: big leap by gay Hendricks. He talks about self-limiting fear and it boils down to two things, two different fears that the human human beings have in mm. society today. Number one is that I won't be loved. Mm. Right. That I, look. no one is going to love me, which is ridiculous right? Of billions of people on this planet and not one person is going to love you. That sounds ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And then number two is I'm not good enough. Right? So this is the society that we have right now. I'm not good enough and no one will love me. So people start conforming to everybody else's ideas, to everybody else's values by everybody else's standards.
1: So they can love me
0: so that they can love me and that 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 will maybe prove i'm good enough and then you have people like you and me and and all these entrepreneurs saying i'm going to do what i want to do and it doesn't matter if you think yes right because here's the thing is there's a bunch of people that are going to listen to this podcast right millions of people are going to listen to this podcast mm-hmm. i'm just going to project it for you millions of people are going to li- listen people. to this podcast And there are going to be people listening to this podcast and they're going to be like, Rob is a douche. Like, what is this guy? Like, (laughs) dude, he's spouting all this, like, beginner stuff or whatever. They're going to say whatever they're going to say. Then there's going to be people that are like, oh, no, there was a couple nuggets here and there. And then there's going to be people where this blew my freaking mind. Right? Yeah. So you can't control what other people think. You can't
1: control what other people Yeah.
0: You can't control what other people feel. All you can control is yourself and what you do. And if you're good with you, right? That's why confidence starts with yourself. That's why it's called self-esteem, right? Self-esteem. Confidence starts with yourself. How do I view me? And if you don't view yourself as valuable and beautiful and, and whatever it is you need to describe yourself as, of enter in your positive affirmation. If you don't view yourself that way, then there's something wrong with your psychology about yourself and the way you view yourself. So you need to go down the journey of loving yourself and accepting yourself. And it doesn't mean that I need to identify with this group or that group, and it doesn't mean that I need this group's approval or that group's approval. It's what do I want?
1: What do I want?
0: Right. I think if there's one example that I can point out in today's society Mm -hmm. that this person has done that, has gone through like a, I don't need anyone else's approval anymore. I need to figure out what I want. Dave Chappelle.
3: Oh my God. Right. Yeah.
0: And Dave Chappelle, like he walked away from $50 million. People thought he was crazy, but he was just like, no, I came to a point where I was completely clear on what I wanted to be in this world. Mm -hmm. And people are like, dude, he lost his mind. And he goes, no, I found clarity.
1: found clarity.
0: Right? And I don't even have to, like, I don't even have to agree with what he believes. Right. I respect him highly for standing up. Right? I'm not saying that I don't or I do agree. Right? Right. Just be clear. I don't think I have enough information to make that distinction. Right. But I highly respect him. Saying, no, I'm not gonna do what you want to do. I'm gonna do what I know is true in my own heart. And I'm going to stay true to myself. And I'm going to kick these two fears of I'm not good enough and no one will love me aside. I'm going to look at the blessings I have in my life and the people that I have in my life. Because no matter, no matter if you're in a place where you feel like life is hard and no one supports you, if you Stick it out and you keep going. You're going to find graceful and merciful and loving people.
1: Amen. You, you know, when you mentioned about you're going to find people. And who is it that said, if you think you can, or if you think you can't, you're right.
0: That's been attributed to so many different people. I've heard it like Henry Ford said it's that. I heard Buddha said that. Yeah. Or, um, Napoleon Hill. What I've heard it attributed or, to so many different. Yoda, right. There is. Or no, Yoda. Yeah. Right. There is no try. Do or don't. There is do no, do no try. try. <laughs> That's my best Yoda. I'm sorry. I love it.
1: I love it, man. Um, this has been so, so awesome. Like
0: oh, being thanks, able to man. talk about
1: this stuff. Um.
0: Well, especially two men, nonetheless, you know, because, you know, we've, we've been told all of our lives to suck it up, tough it out. Don't complain, you know, like, and I'm dude, I never complain because I always present a solution, (laughs) like I may say what's wrong, but I'm like, okay, this is what needs to happen, Mm -hmm. you know? And I chase that solution. That's, that's the number one rule in my house about complaining. Don't come to me with a problem. If you're not willing to accept a solution or come up with the solution yourself.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, so when you said, you know, you came up with three jobs, right? Tony Robbins and Dean Grazioso, they just launched this program a few weeks, Mm. a few months ago. They're like, there's 4,600 niches that they're willing to, like a list of like, what are Mm -hmm. these? That's a huge number. And forget that. Just go to YouTube, type in any word from the dictionary. There's people with millions of subscribers talking mm-hmm. about that one word. Yep. Ants Canada, when I discovered it, um, two years ago, they had 250,000 subscribers. Mm. There are about 3 million now. Yeah. So whatever it is that you love to do. Yes. Keep doing it. Don't stop. Oh.
0: Absolutely. Because the world needs to know what you know, and needs to know your passion. And here's the thing is, is I first of all, I've never met anyone that does what I do.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I don't know anyone that does yeah. what I do.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, that that does performance coaching and does content direction and, and helps people do that stuff uh, with the education that I have. Like, I don't know anyone. Right? Yeah. Is there someone that's trying to do what I'm doing? Yeah, probably, yeah. cool. Does that muck up the waters for me? Not at all. Not at all. Like pe- People get into like the whole like, well, there's blue oceans and red oceans and all of that different type of stuff. And they start breaking down all this stuff. And if you don't know any of those terms, it's just talking about your niches and sub niches and sure. stuff like that. Yeah. I don't give a shit. I, I really don't care if I'm in a niche or sub niche. People are drawn to me because of the person that I am and how I present. Yeah. My information.
1: Exactly. They buy from you, not what you're selling.
0: Well, and when people get to know me, they know that if I don't know something, I'm man enough to admit that I don't know something, but I'll either figure it out or I'll, I will find an expert that knows.
3: Exactly. Yeah.
0: You know, because, and that's my, one of my values in my, in my business, right? Is do what's best for the client. Yeah. Yeah. If that means I don't sell them something, that means I don't sell them something. I've had multiple phone calls where it doesn't go past the power session because I'm just like, look, this has been a great session and I think we've got a lot of clarity out of the session. You need to go read these five books. That's what you need to do. Because- When you're done reading these five books, then come back and then maybe we can work together.
1: Yeah. No, that makes so much sense. That makes so much sense. I love it. So- I love it, man. Rob, it's been truly awesome talking with you. We we definitely need to have another, another chat at it.
0: Yes, absolutely. We'll do, we'll do part two,
1: episode two. We'll do a part two, episode (laughs) two, right? But quickly, I want to ask you some questions that I asked my guest. What is the one hobby? Can you hear me? Can you still hear me? (laughs)
0: Oh, I can hear you again.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Uh, that was weird.
3: Yeah. <laughs> it, I think you
0: said quick question, but it cut off question.
1: Okay. So um, usually I ask these questions toward the end. Okay. And this might spawn another 45 minutes. You, ne- you never know. Okay.
0: I'm, I'm down. Lightning round. <laughs> what, is,
1: what is one hobby that you wish you got into?
0: Well, okay. So one hobby I wish I got into when I was younger was soccer. And, Mm. and the reason why is because I hate running and I feel like it would have made me run and like running. (laughs) 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 Um, cardio is the thing that I've, I've notoriously not liked to do. So I've always carried a lot of muscle, but I've also carried a lot, a little more body fat, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, so yeah, I guess soccer,
1: soccer would be that thing. Soccer would be awesome. Yeah. Nice. Um, what did you, what did you want to be when you were a child? Okay, so this is,
0: this is funny because it, it, it totally has followed me my entire life. When I was, when I was eight years old, mm-hmm. I saw Ace Ventura. <laughs> and I was like, I want to be that. So ever since I was eight years old, I've loved playing a character, being mm-hmm. characters, being silly, being goofy. Um, so I guess I've always wanted to be a comedian and actor my entire life.
1: Nice, and you—you're—you're you're halfway there.
0: I feel—I feel like I am that, but I'm just not paid for it. Sure. So
1: sure. I've fun.
0: been paid for it.
1: You've been paid for it, yeah.
0: So yeah, no, no I am that. So you are that. <laughs> you did it. I did it. I made it.
1: <laughs> I love it. What is your favorite movie or TV show?
0: That is hard for me. Yeah. know. Right. that is hard for me there are so many movies there's so many tv shows um i absolutely love the genre of comedy Mm -hmm. but i also love action yeah and when action comedy comes together that is my favorite so So i
1: movies man (laughs)
0: dude, jackie chan dude i grew up loving jackie chan
1: Uh, There was a, there was
0: one point in my, you know, super poor ass family, we didn't have cable, but we had, we had a VHS player, Mm -hmm. but kids, kids, listen up. It was a tape that you had to rewind. (laughs) (laughs) No, but we, we had a VHS player and I watched Con Air. You know, you know that movie Con Air with Nicholas I watched that movie. I don't know, fifty times when I was like twelve. You know, like, so it's yeah, there like, you go. And, and what's funny is it's not the greatest movie in the world, but it's super entertaining. You know,
1: it is. But very like
0: I used to, I used to love John Woo movies mm. and all of that different type of stuff. Uh, Tropic Thunder, I think, is oh my God. Uh, a hilarious movie, and I know people are just like, "Well, you know, like it's really inappropriate." They <laughs> did a lot of things. I'm just like, "Well, people are getting more sensitive." That's that's it. Yeah, you know, comedy is supposed to be all inclusive; that everything can be m- made fun of. Exactly. Uh, so I know it's not the it's not the most Christian thing of me, but South Park. <laughs> <laughs> South Park,
1: <laughs> dude, I love South Park, man. <laughs>
2: Oh, that
1: my I don't even know how to <laughs> say <it> anymore.
2: That's a bad kid. Oh,
1: dude. Oh my god. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna go with Tropic Thunder. Uh, uh Tropic Thunder. See sure. Why not? I mean, I mean I mean there's there's a lot a lot of other funnies. Uh, um Be kind rewind, right? There's uh um,
0: Yeah. Wedding uh, Crashers. Wedding uh, Crashers, yeah. You know, Vin, anything with Vince Vaughn I loved. Oh really? Okay. I, I love the Wilson brothers, Luke and Owen. Idiocracy is like a totally oh God, underrated movie. The... It's amazing.
1: It's amazing. You um,
0: see bro, that happening right now. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I think that if we just whatever's in the Branos killing the plants, we should use water. Well, like out the <laughs> toilet. <laughs> <laughs> dude, dude, me and my buddy, me and my buddy, uh, my best friend growing up, Derek. Yeah, him and I, we would consistently just quote movies back to each other in public. <laughs> so people would just be like, what is this weird conversation they're having? We're just quoting movies.
1: Oh <laughs> uh, my God, that would be a fun episode to listen to. Like if there was a podcast episode, we just have where a just- conversation and quotes from movies. <laughs> you'd be like, I cannot follow. <laughs> oh man, I wish I knew how to quit you. <laughs> right. <laughs> I see. I so, haven't seen. So, so the cool thing about talking with somebody that you've grown up and watched movies with, you were able to quote more, like a oh, lot yeah. more than with me, because I, I just I've been in the states for like twenty five years, so I have a lot less movie exposure than probably what you've had, right? Well,
0: bro, like, I, okay, dysfunctional kid here, right? Movies were my escape. Escape, you know, that's right. Yeah, dude, like movies and TV and, you know, like there, there were some seriously, seriously rough times in my life that yeah. that honestly, I can't remember most of the trauma of that situation because I had a movie to go to, nice. to help me. Yeah. You know, um, oh that's God. why I just like Jurassic Park is one of my favorite movies ever. It's the first movie I remember being in the movie theater with my yeah. dad. You
1: know, so with your dad, yeah, yeah, you know, I was seven. (laughs) (laughs) So, we're gonna go see some dinosaurs, dude.
0: Okay, so here's the screwed up thing. Maybe this shows how screwed up I am in my own head. I'm seven years old, T Rex eats the dude off the toilet. Yeah, seven years old, laughed my ass off, and all of these people look at me, (laughs) and I'm like, (laughs) just loving
1: it. Oh my god. My, my younger son, my second son, five-year-old, who's been knocking on the door, he's exactly like that. Like he'll see, he'll find, he'll find laughter or joy in morbid stuff. Yeah, yeah.
0: So dude. look at me right now, bro. <laughs> I'm sorry, your son's going
1: to be this. <laughs> and he's always, he's always like hiding, he's always hiding my older, my older son's stuff. Like, ha. Ah. Like, through the through the slippers yeah. in the in the yard I'm like oh my god oh it's great from? it's because, fantastic you know he's he's like the middle child now right he's got a younger yeah. sister he's got older brother and he's like okay he's just trying to get you? attention he's just yeah. trying to get attention yeah exactly yeah. so he's been knocking on the nose like dad can we go build that trampoline finally I'm like you already have one trampoline we just got the new one <laughs> because that we would the old ones breaking down. I mean, it was a, it was something that we got up from our neighbors when they were moving out. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, well, today after work, we're going to go and build it. And there's, there's my older son with a message under the door. Um, <laughs> I swear i just got a few more questions that I would. Okay. No, dude. And, and okay. What's, it's like, it's like I'm talking, you know, so, we talked earlier about um, and i 'm just going off the strict <coughs> script there's no script, <laughs> but earlier we talked about how the how we have we are good at some things and we 're not good at other things mm-hmm. so then we can work with it you know help other people or work with other people and I think that's a really awesome point because when you when you marry someone you you're you're literally attracted to your opposite. Yeah. Right. Like my, like my wife is amazing at project management, keeping everything straight. I'm like all over the place. I'm like, I can't keep anything mm. straight. Oh. Um,
0: well, are are you the more
1: creative one? Yeah.
0: Okay. So I find that the very common in creative people because I'm the same way. Yeah. Like this conversation is a direct representation of the way my brain is all the time. Right. <laughs> it's just like, calm the hell down talk yeah. about less stuff yes. right? <laughs> uh, but it, it's it's so funny but maybe you find this to be true as well mm-hmm. being a creative person when i'm working with other people's problems yeah. i can focus so hard oh my god like, oh like God. a laser beam on other people. And then, but when it comes to me, it's just like, ah, we'll figure it out. We'll wing it. We'll do it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm the same way with my own website yeah. it's not done. I mean, it, maybe it's done. I haven't published it. I mean, it's right. published it. Like I stopped thinking about it because I can't, but I, I'm, I'm a UX designer. So I have to be very laser focused on what I'm designing mm-hmm. for somebody else. So it's much easier yes. I had to design for design yes. a logo or design a website for somebody else. Right. I'm a laser focused, but when yeah. it comes to me, that's why it's been taking forever for me to launch my own whatever yes. it is that I want to watch, you know, it's, it's
0: Well, and and that's the beauty of having your your spouse be the opposite of you as well, because she delivers something for me yeah. that I have trouble delivering for myself and that's structure. Yeah. You know, she gives me structure, you know, like she's the one calling out, "Hey, we're going to have meals at this time, we're going to do this thing," and I'm like, cool baby like steer the ship man like i'll 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 draw people in i'll sell programs i'll sell coaching i'll do all of this stuff and then like and she but she's like the captain of the house man like she and and she has her own business too like she's a health coach for women with hashimoto's uh hypothyroiditis
1: nice right
0: so she she has her own stuff going on but dude she's amazing man like
1: that's awesome so yeah. my wife is actually a project manager for the company that she's working for, right? <laughs> she's like, there it is, managing teams and everything. And then she comes home here. and manages her husband. <laughs> and she's like, once I'm done with work, I don't want to manage the household. Right, right. right. So it's like, okay, well, i want to turn off that part.
0: Yeah, so, that's, that's our job as husbands and fathers, right? To yes. so like, step, step it up. Like, yeah, yeah. and, and again, your excuse is your reason. Well, I got so much to do. Like, how am I supposed to do this as well? It's like, well, get freaking structured in what you're doing so that you can do this as well. Because my, my wife is very much, maybe, maybe this, I, I'd be interested to find this out. Have you ever read The Five Love Languages?
1: You know, <laughs> my wife has that book sitting on her desk. I haven't Dude, read the book.
0: <laughs> it's such a small book, man.
1: Read the damn book. Maybe, so, maybe it's the five, uh, the five Leadership Qualities or something. But oh, the about... five
0: levels of leadership yeah, yeah, yeah. by
1: John C. Maxwell. Yeah. That,
0: that's a great book as well. That that's awesome for business and 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 team teamwork. Um, but I the five love languages kind of help you figure out how your partner feels loved and how mm. you feel loved and so on and so forth. And she's totally an acts of service and quality time, right? So yeah. if like the things that turn her on mm. are am I helping with the dishes? Am I, am I doing, you know, vacuuming and helping with the floors? Am I taking care of the kids? Am I cooking? Am I doing those things? And I gladly do those things because, uh, I love to turn her on. (laughs) 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 But me, dude, like I'm, I'm physical, uh, a physical touch and words of affirmation. Pat me on the head. Call me a good boy. I'm in, I'm on cloud nine. Yeah. So, so we, you have to kind of like, adapt that but that's the way my wife is and I think it's part of her structure and part of her she has very high responsibility self-responsibility yeah um that acts of service just is her number one you know like yeah so if I'm doing those things for her she feels loved and and it comes out in our conversation and and her appreciation and yeah sometimes I do it selfishly like I I want her to say it more so I'll do these things Yeah but ultimately I do you know I do what I do because I love seeing her smile and I love when she's randomly dancing she's a theater nerd right so she she did all sh- a show choir and musicals and stuff like that Nice. When she's dancing and singing around the house, yeah. like, dude, that brings me so much joy. And I know that I'm doing my job to, to make sure that she's in that place. And, uh, that's where you sacrifice in the relationship. Right. So no, anyways, that's, that's I could talk really about good. my wife all day. <laughs> that's, that's a whole nother podcast. That's like whole how whole lucky podcast. I am. That's,
1: that's, 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 well, awesome.
0: that's not even luck. We, we work really, really hard on a relationship.
1: No, that's awesome. Um, Back to the questions.
0: Back, back to the questions.
1: But you're gonna love this one, okay? Okay. Um, what movie would you choose if you got to play a character in it?
0: Oh man, uh, John Wick. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, I, that that would probably be one. Uh, but then Keanu Reeves is Keanu Reeves, right? He is Ke- yeah, he's it's, Keanu. It's really hard to reimagine unless the actor sucks and the movie could have been better. Like, it, but, then I, but then again, what movie really sucks? That's a subjective term. So, yeah, that's,
1: that's, so true. that's so true. Oh,
0: man. Dude, you know, okay, so I'll tell you this. If they kept the series going, Percy Jackson, that whole series was freaking awesome.
1: Was it was really well done. If yeah. they
0: kept that series going, and I can play a character in that movie, like I'd I'd play whatever, uh, you yeah. know, it, a minotaur, <laughs> <laughs> a cyclops, uh, <laughs> I don't know, a, a fairy, like a really butch fairy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> whatever, whatever I needed to be, I'd be that.
1: <laughs> you know, that's that's so funny. Uh, I know I met this uh, gentleman at this one. Um, Tom Malloy was there. He was teaching about produ- being a producer. He wrote a book called, um, the, the, how to bankroll movies. Mm. Right. So he's got the book called bankroll. It's really good. <clears throat> it's really awesome. He raised about $25 million over the past, you know, 25 years for film. He's like, who whoever holds the money when, I mean, you know, they, mm-hmm. they make it happen. Um, yeah dude. i forgot what i was gonna say that's okay that's okay
0: <laughs> bro bro like when when you get involved in filmmaking and this is a rabbit hole i'm sorry a rabbit trail rabbit hole rabbit trail rabbit whichever hole. snake mm-hmm. hole whatever <laughs> uh when you get when you get involved with filmmaking you learn to do multiple things so when i was in a sketch group you know like uh you can find okay some of the stuff is, I won't say it's embarrassing, but I'm in a bikini in one of them. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And it's when I, and and I had a big gut and stuff like that, which was funny. Um, But I was in this, uh, this uh, sketch group called happy hour sketch comedy. And we would write our own stuff. Right. And the only way to play characters that these crazy characters I wanted to play was to learn to write. Right. So I, I had to learn how to write all of these things. I had to learn producing. I found out very quickly, I hate producing. Uh, I love directing. I love acting. And I, to an extent, I love writing. But I hate producing. And wouldn't you know it, I'm a creative person. The three things I love to do are creative.
1: They're all creative. <laughs> that's right. right. That's right.
0: <laughs> but, but yeah, man, Like, but I have a friend that's a producer. His name is DJ. He is, dude, he has a mind for it, man. Like he is good. Like he takes, he takes a thousand dollars. He makes it look like $10,000. Like wow. he's, he is fantastic. Wow. But that, that's what I'm that saying. Shows... Like weaknesses, man. Work with people that have strengths where you have weaknesses.
1: Yeah. Cause a producer is essentially a project manager.
0: Exactly. Exactly. That's Your wife would be a managers.
1: fantastic producer. She'd be an amazing producer. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> who is your favorite superhero
0: okay so this is a hard one too um because i feel like i'm most this is trouble with to- us
1: creative types we we just don't like to pick one
0: i yeah i think that because because when we say who's our favorite we tend to think like who do i relate to you know like like what's the most relatable superhero um, th- growing up, Batman was the most relatable one just because I wish, you know, like I was in an alley over my dead parents. No, I'm joking. That's really dark humor. I'm sorry.
3: <laughs> oh my God.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just kidding. Um, no, <laughs> at least it would explain it's, it's because he overcame his no. fear. No, dude. I look at Batman bro and it is literally like a masterclass on making yourself more. Like making yourself more. You are not the victim of your circumstances. You can make yourself anything you want to be. He made himself Batman. What are you gonna make yourself? So I love that. But then most recently, uh, when Thor Ragnarok came out, I have a man crush on Chris Hemsworth. Like, dude. All my masculinity went out the window. I was just like, "Dude, I love this guy so much," (laughs) and I love the comedy of it.
1: Yeah, the Um, comedy is awesome there.
0: Korg in that movie, the (laughs) the Rock Monster. Hey, I'm Korg. How you doing, (laughs) (laughs) dude? I love that. That's the director. I know. That's the director, right? Yeah, that is the director. Yeah, and um, but, but then I also can go this route too. I think my personality is a lot like Paul Rudd in Ant-Man.
1: Oh, wow. He's not sure of himself. He's like, or. Well, it's not the
0: unsure of himself he- that I relate to the most. It's just that having, having trouble to be being serious in my own life. <laughs> when it comes to other people's problems, I'm super serious and I, I don't want to help. But I, I tend to use comedy as my defense mechanism for what I'm going through. So when I find myself making fun of myself for certain things, I know that I'm struggling with it, Hmm. you know? So, so that's, that's, it's a mixed bag, man. It's a mixed. You're not going to get a straight answer out of me. That's okay. (laughs)
1: Uh, That's okay. And my favorite was, um, it was Batman at one point. Then there was Superman and so much so that I, that I have a handle supergenated everywhere on the internet. All right. Yeah. And, but lately, or since the MCU started with Iron Man, mm-hmm. Tony Stark,
0: Tony Stark, man, you are Tony like... Stark, <laughs> bro. You might as well shape in the Tony Stark. Look, you're Tony <laughs> Stark now.
1: <laughs> Thank you, man. That means a lot. I mean, he grew as a person. Yes. As a character. Yes. And like he would find a solution. He's like, I'm. I'm just gonna figure it out. I'm just. Gonna... I just solve time travel. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that <laughs> dude. I I
0: I love Tony Stark. And what's funny is like, my mother in law has bought me so many Captain America stuff, and I love Captain America. Captain America is great. But Captain America and Superman are the two that I probably relate to the least. <laughs> You know, like I, I, their, their honesty and their willingness to do the right thing. I totally relate to, but like, I, I don't know what it's like to be, you know, come from something like, well, I guess I do know what it's like to come from such a small place of feeling small into being bigger and, and, and helping people. I guess I do relate to that. But I don't know; they've just never really done it for me that much. I I love them again. uh, Chris Evans did a great job playing him. I didn't I didn't really like Superman that much until Henry Cavill played Superman. Yes, like Man of Steel was a fantastic movie. It was a little long, but fantastic. Yeah, you know, Um, which I can go down this rabbit trail too. I think Ben Affleck was a decent Batman.
1: (laughs) Me too. I agree. He played yeah. the part, he, he played Bruce Wright. He played a damaged
0: Bruce Wayne fantastically. Yes.
1: Fantastically. Because yeah.
0: everybody can play
1: the millionaire yes. Bruce yeah. Wayne.
0: I mean, Christian, Bale, Christian Bale was great.
1: Yeah, um, he was great.
0: But I really feel like the villains outshined Batman in most of the, most of those movies. Yeah. Especially The Dark Knight with Heath Ledger. Yeah. Right. He's, he
1: was so good. Yeah.
0: Right. Uh, totally. I think that Batman Begins was the best of Christian Bale, and then it's it seemed like Batman became a little bit more monotone in the other two movies. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I still really really enjoyed them
1: because I mean, <clears throat> freaking hey, Christopher here's, Nolan. Here's man. the thing, right? Christopher Nolan did an amazing job, and when they brought, <clears throat> when he brought Batman to life, the only reference we had. Was the previous Batman movie?
0: Michael Keaton. M- m- Michael really Keaton.
1: Liked... We had. I don't, I don't
0: count Val George Clooney.
1: <laughs> all right, you
0: don't count George <laughs> cool. Let's just forget that we one. Had, happened. We had those references. <laughs> that one never happened. Can we can no. burn the copy? Burn all the copies.
1: <laughs> well, Jim Carrey played the joke, the Riddler. He was fantastic.
0: Tommy it, Lee Jones it, it was a really, decent Two-Face in the campy version yeah. of, of Batman, right? Because Val Kimmer's yeah. Batman Forever was very campy.
3: Very campy, right? yeah. Um, yeah.
0: You know, I, I, the first Batman, Batman and Batman Returns were campy as well, but it was dark. It and, was much Because Tim Burton, yeah. you know? Yeah. Tim and then Martin, yeah. Batman Forever was, was like, the, like the campy, goofy Batman. It was almost like they went back to Adam West style batman
1: yeah they, and they then to and bring then that.
0: the, yeah the then the one that we don't talk about and then you know batman begins and and then and on begins yeah was was fantastic
1: um so i think that set the tone yes for the new zack snyder's right. batman
0: well and here's the thing be... okay so l- let's talk about this just for a second because when people say batman yeah. begins Launched superhero movies again, or Iron Man launched Marvel. Let's not forget about Blade, okay?
1: Yes. Blade
0: don't. was the movie for me that launched Marvel because it was like the first yeah. time you saw this Marvel character on the screen and it was serious and it was badass. And Wesley Snipes is yeah. terrible at taxes, but he's great in that movie, you know? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh my god, yeah. Yeah. They that was that was an just an yeah. amazing movie. Um I think Spawn was another good yeah. one.
0: Spawn was fantastic. Um I think it's... Spawn, they were a little <clears throat> ambitious with the visual effects, uh and they didn't quite have the technology. I love those visual effects. I was like, I wish they made another mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. But but even uh what what's his name? Michael, um the guy who played Spawn. Michael Michael I... can't remember he's a martial artist i think his name is michael michael ty michael michael something someone will comment and say like oh is this guy i'll 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 imdb this after i'm off because now it's gonna bug me all day (laughs) but uh but he even said he goes like dude if they wanted to make another one i wouldn't have done it because that makeup was terrible (laughs) like it was such a horrible process to go through yeah but well, nowadays, it's just like you can do so much CGI, but I don't appreciate CGI as no. much as I appreciate practical effects.
1: Well, well, we have the perfect example in the Green Lantern and how he hate Ryan Reynolds hated it.
0: OK, so the end of Deadpool was it the end of Deadpool or Deadpool 2 to so where. What? Do you know what I'm talking about? The yeah. end cut scene? Ryan Reynolds, I, he goes, the Green Lantern, this is great. And then Deadpool shoots Ryan Reynolds. Oh, I loved it so much. Dude, That oh that God. is actually, to bring it back to what we were talking about before, Green Lantern was a mistake. But Ryan yes. Reynolds moved past it.
3: Right? He did. So if, you're, did feeling, if you're
0: feeling at yeah. all like... Like, I've made too many mistakes. Just remember, Ryan Reynolds made the Green Lantern.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He made the Green Lantern. (laughs) You know what's uh, the other actor who played uh, the Superman Return movie in 2006? Oh, uh, Brandon Roth. Yes. He came back as a superhero in DC Legends of Tomorrow.
0: And and I loved when they did the crossover. I loved that he got to play Superman again. Which was fantastic.
1: Mm-hmm. That, that was, was just amazing. amazing. I was like,
0: they yeah. brought him back!" And he was—he was a really, really good Superman. I just think he that does. he was a good Superman and not a really good or well-written movie. Yeah. You know, uh, what's Makes really sense. hilarious is like, have you ever heard Kevin Smith talking about that? Talking about Superman, I probably have. I.
1: Don't remember So he's
0: talking about it. He goes, oh, there was this one producer, I think Joel Silver. I think that's who produced it. And he was just like, yeah, he just kept saying like, oh, I really want to see like uh, spiders. I really want to see these big ass mutant spiders. And Superman fights these big ass mutant spiders. And he goes, dude, that's not Superman. Like, and he refused to write it that way. And then the next summer, the Wild Wild West came out. With mm-hmm. big mechanical spiders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow!
1: Wow, this was pretty. Yeah, man, we could be talking about movies yeah, all day long. Yeah,
0: will Well, get on it's, with your questions, bud. <laughs> time,
1: right. Last okay. question is very. It's very plain. I don't know um, how much of a board game player you are, but if you were a board game, what would it be? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Why
1: not? <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, let's try again.
0: Board games. Um, I, I would say checkers, and the reason why uh, it's simple to play and it's a
1: lot of fun. It's my son's favorite game. Yeah, he's like and, I like checkers because it's, it's it's easy, simple. You you can you can have yeah. multiple games and, happening I, and
0: I get along with just about <laughs> everyone. And I think anybody can play checkers, uh, you know. Like I, I don't know. I that's the first game that kind of came to my mind, and I I actually tried to shoo it away. I was like, that's a stupid answer. <laughs> but then I just was like, oh, it's what came to my mind, you know. And nice. uh, I would love to say chess, like I'm master strategist, or uh, I love playing chess, and and that's fun. But yeah.
3: uh, that's not who well, yeah. I But
0: yeah, I'm I'm a I'm a fun individual and I'm easy to get along with, so checkers.
1: Nice. I love it. Thank you so much, man. So just to answer your quick questions, your thought process with Spawn, who played the actor for Spawn, was Michael Jai White.
0: Oh, there it is. I wanted to say Michael White, but I was like, I don't think that's his name or that's not (laughs) his full name. There it is.
1: And apparently they're looking to reboot it. In 2020, I mean, 2020 is all, you know, almost, um, halfway there. So if they were looking to reboot it,
0: we're not doing anything I'm, this year.
1: They're, we're not doing it.
0: We're not doing it. <laughs> California. <laughs> Dude, let's, <laughs> California's, yeah, exactly.
1: It's, it's so bad everywhere, bro. I'm I, so frustrated right now. Like, yeah, I am. I, the one movie that I was super excited, stoked about was when I saw the trailer. And Tom Cruise shows up and the new, you know, the, the the new Top Gun. Oh yeah. yeah. Right. So it was, it was supposed to come out like sometime in April or July or something, I I can't even remember, but that movie would have been so amazing because the technology they use in the movie. Wow.
0: Yeah, bro. So one thing one thing that i'm i am very passionate about is independent filmmaking uh and the reason why i i would like if if i'm paid as an actor uh yeah i i would take a studio gig i would take a I would take you know a tv show i would take those things yeah but i would always 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 consider and take independent films that are made just with a sh- small budget mm-hmm. and but made but and the reason being is because that's where all your truly original content is coming from. Agreed. There's such a small, small group of people that are within Hollywood that are that are original. Everything yeah. else is like remakes and reboots. Remake. And and I like we watched the movie Hustle with like Rebel Wilson and mm-hmm. and uh, and Anne Hathaway. Yeah. And I love the movie, but Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Dude, you can't remake Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. And that's what it was. It was a remake Uh. with female versions, right? Like literally go watch Dirty Rotten Scoundrels and then watch Hustle Mm -hmm. back to back. Back to back. And it's almost shot for shot. Wow. You know? And and when I look at that, it's just like they're trying to reboot old movies, but somebody had the idea to write Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, right? I, I don't know who wrote it. But someone wrote it, and then the studio said, hey, we're going to take a chance on it. Studios don't do that anymore. They don't take the chances that they should. So I think that right now is the time that if you're an independent filmmaker with Netflix and Hulu and and IFC and, and all of these different channels that you can sell your movie to, it's just like, now's the time, man. That's like time. do GoFundMes, Indiegogos, whatever. Raise capital. If yeah. you're independently wealthy, call me. Uh, raise capital. <laughs> I have a lot of ideas. Raise capital um, and make your own stuff. Yeah. And you can you can, if you're very efficient, you have a project manager, a good producer, you can get some big name actors for a day.
1: For a day, yeah.
0: To get some credibility in the movie. Yeah. Right? So, there, there's a lot that can be done right now, man. And and I just, uh, that's what I want to see. I want to see more original movies, ideas, concepts, and stuff that I've never seen before hit movie theaters. Like, that's what I want to see. So, like, uh, like, one question that I wish you would have asked, but you didn't, is <laughs> if you could play any superhero that hasn't been on screen before... Which one would you play? What would it be? <laughs> Booster Gold, right? Booster I think Gold. Booster Gold's DC. Okay. Um, and he's, he's from the 25th century, and he steals a bunch of technology to make himself a superhero and goes back in time. But he's like witty and sarcastic, and he's mm-hmm. just a ton of fun. And he's basically like a grown, uh, like a full-ass grown man, but a child, a man-child playing superhero in the past right and it just sounds like so much fun that sounds
1: a lot of fun yeah
0: but they're not doing those movies because batman and superman and the justice league those are the ones that everyone knows
1: everybody knows them yeah
0: right so it's so if you're thinking about doing a booster gold movie well what about here i'm pointing to myself this is audio only i just realized
1: (laughs) what about what about shazam Shazam, Shazam was
0: fan freaking tastic right? I was so happy that Shazam came out. Right? But you have yeah. Zachary Levi, which is which dude, he's he's awesome. He's the man. He's, he is the man. Yeah. So you can, you don't have Shazam without Zachary Levi. That's no, my personal yeah, okay. opinion. There's just, no other actor. Just like just, just like, like, like
1: we cannot see Iron Man being paid, played by somebody else other no, than Tony Stark. It would be a mistake. Yeah.
0: It'd be a total mistake. It's like when they're talking about doing X-Men reboots and recasting Wolverine, I'm super nervous.
1: Yeah. Like, who's he going to be?
0: Like, all due respect to uh, James Marsden, but Cyclops can be recasted.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I love
0: James Marsden, but Cy- we can have yeah. a new Cyclops. But when I think about, like, a new Wolverine, it's just like Rogue... I mean like I'm probably gonna like super piss off people rogue mystique like all of these uh, like Jennifer Lawrence I love Jennifer Lawrence but but mystique the mystique I grew up with with the cartoons and stuff like that like I didn't see Jennifer Lawrence playing mystique yeah right
3: you didn't yeah you
0: see you see more like Jada Pinkett Smith playing mystique right and, and, And then Halle Berry. Yeah. So like you, you have like all these different characters, but, but when you look at Wolverine, it's just like, no one else is, no one else.
1: Come on. Just kill
0: the character. He died. He's gone.
1: It's over. Right. 18 years playing that same character.
0: And there's a lot of other characters in
1: X-Men. Please. There are. Please, please pick other ones. Yeah. (laughs) Just like,
0: just like, I, what really makes me mad is when they reboot movies and they use the same old villains. I'm like, dude, there's so many other villains, man. <laughs> oh, people won't know them. Like that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> like remember Spider-Man, Doc Croc, right? So I think they didn't they they did Doc Croc.
1: They did Doc Croc with the amazing one, and yeah, the second but, one. But
0: but that one wasn't a good version of Spider-Man. It was not. And then once Tom Holland played him. Like I can't imagine anyone else but Tom Holland being Spider-Man now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, it's So it's when you have a good actor play a good role it just it just fits fits well. Yeah. It's like a glove. Right.
0: So Still I'd gone? like to see more original content. That's honestly I think that's why I actually love Netflix and I love Hulu and YouTube because I'm seeing more original content more original on those content. platforms. Yeah. Than, than any other platform. Yeah, yeah, you know, and that's and that's what I would rather see. And it's more convenient too. It's on my it, phone. It's on my TV.
1: It is a lot more convenient. I mean, uh, I just watched the the Space Force TV show. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow, they got that character. They got that actor. They got yeah. that actor for this. Yeah, things. but John Malkovich
0: I mean- is in it, which he's he's probably. The best part of the whole damn yeah, thing, John Malcolm. of it, yeah, yeah. Against, I love Steve Corral. Ben,
1: against. Sorry, yeah. not Ben Stiller. Um, Steve Corral. Steve Corral.
0: Yeah. No, and that's the thing too. Is it's like I'm watching. I'm watching Space Force, and I'm like, okay, he's not Michael Scott. He's not <laughs> Michael Scott. He's not Michael Scott. He's not Michael Scott. He's, damn it, he's Michael Scott.
1: <laughs> oh my god, so so much good stuff out there. Thank you so much, yeah. Rob. Uh this was a ton, ton of fun. I mean, I haven't I don't think I've had this long of a conversation with anybody else yet <laughs> on this episode. So this is gonna be a single episode. It's gonna be oh, two hour long episode. If
0: you're still listening to this, if you're still listening. I love this, you.
1: <laughs> I love you. You are I'll amazing. adopt you as a child. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, where can my audience find you?
0: Um, I'm pretty much, I'm pretty much all across social media, Facebook, uh, Instagram. Uh, my handle is usually Rob underscore uh, on TikTok, I have two accounts. I have, uh, Rob acts. So I just changed that today. I don't know why I did that. I think it's because <laughs> Facebook when let, let me change the handle and then Instagram. Yeah. So I had to try to make it cohesive. So yeah. Rob acts. So R O B A C T S. Okay. Um that's on tick uh, that's on TikTok, uh Instagram and Facebook. Nice. Um and if you if you like me from there like you just search my name, Rob Duham. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll post the links to I'm always the... the first person that pops up, so.
1: Perfect. I mean, you have a very unique surname, is what they call it in the UK. <laughs> yes. <laughs> quite quite You're unique. Lost it.
3: Like cuz yeah. I've been talking to I a lot that- of people who re- UK.
0: I'll tell you this. I used to hate it. I used to hate it so much. Right. And then probably about eight years ago, nine years ago, I played a part in a movie and I played a part for my buddy. Uh, he, he wrote and he was directing it,
2: mm-hmm.
0: which dude, that's a whole nother story too. I could tell you about, <laughs> I could tell you about movies I've made and it's a lot of fun, but, uh, I played a part in a movie and he, we were having a, a lunch break and he sat down next to me and he was just laughing. And I just go, what's up, dude? And he goes, my buddy, my buddy, he plays um, uh, Diablo, Diablo 2 online, uh-huh. right? This is aging me, I guess, Diablo 2. Um, he goes, because it was the hot thing at that moment. Yeah, yeah. He, he goes, um, he goes uh, he's playing Diablo 2 and he goes, you'll never guess what his screen name is. And, and I go, I don't know, like Devil Master, Dungeon Master. Like, I don't know. What's, what's his screen name? And he goes, bro, it's your name. He, <laughs> he, he saw your name in one of my posts. He loved it so much. He made his character Rob Duhing. <laughs> 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 I was like, what, But But ever since then, I was just like, oh, I guess my name is kind of cool. Because yeah. it's, like, it's, it's, it's French, basically. And I'm French-Italian. Or yeah. not French-Italian, French-Irish. I thought I was Italian for my whole life because my dad was from Jersey, but <laughs> because he would, he would always talk. He would always be like, good, man! Like, <laughs> 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 I just pissed off some Italian. Uh, uh, no, but like, he, I never thought coming, my name was cool. Comment. And then, and then it, it made me feel like, well, my name's actually cooler than I thought. And then I thought, mm. well, it's at least it's not Smith or John- no offense to Smith and Johnson, <laughs> but it, I have a unique name, and you that's kind of cool. unique
1: name, and that's what people people see. That's it comes back to that psychology. Mm-hmm. How can I stand out so mm-hmm. I can be loved? I want yes. to I don't want to be like everybody else, but we are like everybody else.
0: Well, but, but we are- and that's the thing is we conform so easily to get love, but if anything, that prevents you from getting authentic love. Yes. Okay, let's get deep again, bro. <laughs> if you want authentic love. <laughs> If you want authentic love, if you yeah. want that person that's going to value you for being you and not try to change you, you got to be yourself.
1: You got to be yourself.
0: And when people say be authentic, it's like people are trying to be authentic. That's the like, thing about being authentic. What do you mean? You don't authentic? have to try. <laughs> right? Yeah. Be yourself. Period. That is If, that if is you like it, say you like it. If you don't like it, say you don't like it. Like, yeah. Just be yourself and like have standards and values for yourself. That's where a lot of people make a mistake. I did this whole series on identity crisis. Like when you find yourself in an identity crisis, it's because you don't have standards and values for yourself. You don't even know what you would stick up for, what you would die for. Mm. And if you don't know those things, like how am I going to live my life? By which standards and values am I going to live my life? Then you are basically subjective to everybody else's.
1: You're a mold. You're a clay.
0: Yeah, exactly. And then when people, that's why when people go like, well, this person got involved in this cult and I can't believe that that person got involved in that cult. It's like, well, they probably didn't have standards for themselves. And then they heard something they liked. They got love that they weren't getting somewhere else. And then now they, and people will admit after being in a cult, like, I know this is weird, a weird turn, because I watched a documentary on it. But <laughs> <laughs> but when people get out of being in a cult, they go, Most of the time I knew it wasn't right, but I stayed there because they accepted me. You know, so it's just like, bro, like you gotta accept yourself first, have those standards and values for yourself first. Don't be susceptible to everybody else because it yeah. might lead you down a path for 10, 20, 30 years that at That's, the yeah. end of that, you're you're gonna hate that you were in that path for that yeah. long. So be yourself because you're the only one like you. You're one in 4 billion.
1: Amen. Or is it 6 billion?
0: It's wow. probably 6 billion by now. <laughs> that that, that figure is really old.
1: <laughs> that 4 billion is pretty old, man. We're, we're probably at approaching 7.5 billion. Um, oh, there you go. Rob, you are like Aquaman. You can go deep really fast.
0: Bro, nice <laughs> pun. <laughs> Man, and right? if this was a video interview, they would see how sexy I am. I know, right? <laughs> you have to go find me on social media to find out how attractive I am. Yes, I have these please. D- Beautiful green
1: eyes. Please go check <laughs> check out Rob <laughs> Your Name on TikTok. Yeah, that just stuff.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that just sends everybody away. They're just like this conceited narcissistic asshole. That's
1: <laughs> that's if TikTok's still around, but you can still find them on Facebook. Oh, it
0: will be, dude. Did you did you hear they they purchased eight million dollars of Google Cloud services to store data in the United States or in, wow. in a United States cor- a company?
1: Wow, I did not know that. Yeah,
0: I just saw it this morning. So, uh, by the way, I didn't fact check that. It's what I saw this morning, and I trust the source it came from. So, that was bad on me if it's wrong. If
1: it's wrong by the time this po- podcast is published, please go yeah. fact check your fact check. Yeah, go um,
0: go to Rob's account, send him a message, you D-bag. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Rob, this was a ton of fun. I don't think I want to edit anything out of this episode. Um uh, I'm not even going to send it to the editor. I'm just might just upload the Zoom call tomorrow. I, I don't know, man. Cool. <laughs> this was a well, ton of fun.
0: If I if I may, it's just like as a reward for sticking around, can I give a reward? Absolutely. Okay, so basically I do this power session and I charge 99 bucks for it with a 14-day follow-up. I'll do it for absolutely free if you've listened to this podcast all the way through and you say to yourself like, "Rob can teach me something." Rob can help me in some way. I'm an entrepreneur. I want to make more video content. I want to get confident on camera. I'll do it for free just for your audience. Uh, They just got to tell me that you sent them. So,
1: Awesome. I'll send some people your way. There we go. I know somebody who might come to your way. I don't don't know. You might know him. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I know it, what's funny about being an extrovert is I know so many people like when I worked in the gym industry
3: mm-hmm.
0: on an average I'd meet about about 2,000 people a year wow so yeah. uh like I have a personal email list uh of 9,000 people
3: wow
1: that,
0: and every single one of them I've coached them in some way
1: that's amazing
0: so that that's what's really really crazy And what's what's even crazier than that. I have this crazy good memory. (laughs) Like my wife gets so mad at me. Uh Because like, I just remember shit. Like, I just remember people. And I remember stories. And what really surprises some people sometimes is when when they come up to me, and I'm just like, Oh, yeah, no, like, how was your knee surgery? And they're like, what? the? (laughs) How do you know that? It's been five years. You know, so so yeah. you know no, why I, that,
1: you know the reason for that is right? You know what the reason for that is?
0: It's personal conversation. I remember personal stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
1: you do. <laughs> but your brain is wired because every I think it's every day or every minute we we have seven thousand new brain cells that are born every day mm. and the more in, the more you guide them based on the conversation you're having, mm-hmm. you're, you're maximizing your dictionary part of your brain.
2: Mm. Just
1: like taxi drivers in London. Yeah. They don't they're they cannot, like they're forbidden to use GPS. Oof. Brains are massive in the part where it comes to navigation. That dude, that makes
0: so much sense. Right. I I've told so many people that if you want a better memory, memorize people's phone numbers. Like commit people's phone numbers to memory. Yeah.
1: To your memory. It's yeah.
0: just like I uh, what what's the guy's name oh god i'm going i'm going to kick myself too like i'm talking about how good of a memory i am <laughs> um jim quick jim, jim quick. quick he the memory expert i i took one of his classes mm. right and in his classes he he basically taught how to remember people's faces and everything like that yeah but he legitimately says like if you are Uh, If you are storing a bunch of data online in your phones and everything like that, and you're not committing it to memory, you're doing yourself a travesty Mm. like you are. This is hurting you. It's not helping you. You should try to stretch your memory and try to memorize things. And then he went through systems of like how to how to remember people's faces and stuff like that. See, I'm really good with faces and stories. Yeah. Sometimes names slip me, or pronunciation mm-hmm. of a name slips me. But since taking his class, I've gotten a lot better at it. You know. That's so,
1: that's a really awesome way to memory. And and here's a really easy way to remember all of our guests. <laughs> I asked a question about who, what board game, what movie and mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that pick monopoly or sorry or risk or you know mm-hmm. different board games so i'm like oh you're the you're the monopoly guy. you're monopoly or you're checkers right so that's another way like oh you're the one who couldn't figure out which was your favorite movie right that's yeah. rob <laughs> yeah but yeah dude this was this was a ton of fun i got to go build a trampoline
0: trampoline <laughs>
1: This was too much fun, man. It's like, I'm talking to myself. Um, thank you so much for the opportunity. This was a ton of fun and we'll keep in touch guys. If you stuck around, Rob's got an amazing offer for you. We'll have a link in the show notes. Or should we put it in the link in the show notes? I don't know.
0: Um, No, just if they send me a private message and say, Hey, I heard you on his podcast. Yeah. Then, then I, I will, I will do a free session. And, uh, we'll kind of dive deep on, on what you're trying to solve in your business and in your content or, or in your confidence. Yeah. Um, and then I'll just make sure to kind of take you along the process and help you along. So love it, uh, I love helping people. I love helping people. You know, it's, That's it's amazing. why I wake up every day. So.
1: Hey man, man. Well, thank you so much again. I don't know how to end hey, the call. Thanks, but
0: this was- <laughs> Dude, this has been one of the most fun interviews I've ever
1: done. <laughs> So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Have a great day. All right. Thank you for listening to Hacks and Hobbies. You can find additional information on the guest today on the website, hacksandhobbies.com. Please feel free to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on upcoming interviews with amazing guests.